Welcome inside the vault. This is a collection of previously unreleased lessons from eight-figure entrepreneurial mastermind R. John Robbins. And in case you didn't see the warning label, this content can be explicit and it is for serious entrepreneurs only. This week, we're finishing up a lesson Arjon gave in April of 2019 from a talk he called Hell on Earth at one of his members-only live quarterly meetings. If you haven't heard part one yet, make sure you listen to that first so you can get the full value from this lesson. In part two, Arjon talks about what it means to be a drifter, why it's so dangerous for an entrepreneur to live this way, and he gives his audience the formula to break free. As we join the lesson in progress, Arjun is reading from the book Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill, and then he continues with the lesson. Let's go to the vault. Working with Arjun is like having a shortcut to future you. Every time I can have an opportunity to spend time with Arjun, I try to take it and be a sponge. I thought everyone was crazy. You know, they were running to the front of the stage to see this person. Arjun's wearing his crazy shirt. You know, he drinks tiger blood in the morning just for fun, and he's like breathing down my throat. Sometimes it's terrifying to work with him. It's like he's looking into your soul. But it's, it's growth the whole way. Get what I want by exercising self-control. It is not so good for my business, but I suggest you emulate me instead of criticizing me. You call yourself a thinker, and you are. Otherwise, you would never have forced me in this. You have never had forced this interview on me. But you will never be the sort of thinker that frightens me unless you gain and exercise greater control over your emotions. Most people have a feeling which triggers a thought, which causes a reaction. To be a real thinker, you must first have a thought which controls your feelings so you are in control of your actions. Tens of thousands of lawyers who I have met all over the country Men and women, old and young, black and white, Asian, Hispanic, left-handed, right-handed, tall, short, you name it. They have no control over their actions because they're not in control of their thinking because they're not in control of their feelings. You've got to control what you're thinking about in order to control how you feel about what's happening around you then you can be proactive in your actions. That's the path out of hell. And you can still hear me singing to the people who don't listen to the things that I am saying, praying someone's going to hear. They don't listen. They live in hell. I use the minds of people in all walks of life. As a matter of fact, I prefer the type of person who makes no pretense of thinking. I can manipulate that sort of person without difficulty. I could not control 98% of the people of the world if all people were skilled in thinking for themselves. I ask people, why? Why do you do what you do? Why don't you do what you don't do? And what I get is Bullshit. 
They have no real explanation for why they do what they do. They have no real explanation for why they don't do what they don't do. They're just drifting through life. And when you do get an answer from them, it's an answer someone else gave them. I do what I do because that's the way it's always been done. I don't do what I do because that's not the way our family does things. People like us don't do things like that. People like us always do things like this. Why? 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 And when you get down to it, what you find is nothing. A hollow vessel of bullshit. And that is their life. They live lives of bullshit. They make bullshit decisions based on no real reasons for anything. They have bullshit law firms that are based on nothing. Their marketing is bullshit. Their sales is bullshit. Their financial controls are bullshit. Their workflow processes are bullshit. Their staff is bullshit. Their goals are bullshit. Everything's bullshit. They're living, lie, they're living hell on earth. And they, re, they wake up every morning and they recreate it because they won't take seriously the question of why do you do what you do and how do you want to live your life? They won't think. Tell me about your most clever trick, the one you use to ensnare the greatest number of people. My greatest weapon over human beings consists of two secrets. by which I gain control of people's mind. I will speak first of the principle of habit through which I silently enter the minds of people. By operating through this principle, I establish in people the habit of drifting. When a person begins to drift on any subject, he is headed straight towards the gate of what you earthbound call hell. I can best define the word drift by saying that people who think for themselves never drift, while those who do little or no thinking for themselves, they are drifters. A drifter is one who permits himself to be influenced and controlled by the circumstances, by circumstances outside of his own mind. He would rather let me occupy his mind and do his thinking than go to the trouble of thinking for himself. Writing a business plan requires you to think. Making an excuse for why you haven't gotten around to your business plan is drifting. Establishing financial, personal, and professional goals requires thinking. Making an excuse for why you don't have financial, personal, or professional goals is an example of drifting. Taking 100% personal responsibility for everything that's going right and everything that's going wrong in your business requires real thought and clear thinking. Blaming everyone around you, blaming circumstances, blaming the economy, getting together with a group of, law a, a group of lawyers at a bar association and exchanging stories and reasons and excuses for why things are the way they are, that's drifting. 
getting together with a group of your buddies and agreeing that the reason I have a cash, I have a cash crunch because of this reason. Well, I have a cash crunch because of that reason. Well, I have a cash crunch because of this other reason. Let's get together and, cons- and, and collaborate and come up with a perfect reason why we all have cash crunches to excuse ourselves from the responsibility of actually taking action to prevent the cash crunch. A drifter is one who permits himself to be influenced and controlled by circumstances outside of his own mind. He would rather let me occupy his mind and do his thinking than go to the trouble of thinking for himself. A drifter is one who accepts whatever life throws in his way without making a protest or putting up a fight. He doesn't know what he wants from life and spends all of his time getting just that. A drifter has lots of opinions but they are not his own. Most of them are supplied by me. A drifter is one who is too lazy mentally to use his own brain. That is the reason I can take control of people's thinking and plant my own ideas in their mind. My control over the mind of a human being is obtained while the person is young. Sometimes I lay the foundation for my control of a mind before the owner of it is even born by manipulating the minds of that person's parents. Sometimes I go even further and prepare the mind for my control through what you earthbound call heredity. I enter the minds of people through thoughts which they believe to be their own. I enter the minds of people through thoughts which they believe to be their own. One of the things we're going to be doing here today is helping you take inventory of your thoughts and discover which of those thoughts are really your own versus which of those thoughts you've simply adopted from others and never really given any real critical judgment or analysis to. These next parts I'm skipping because it will fuck you up too much if I read them. I can't trigger you too soon, or I will not be able to get you to do anything for the rest of the day today. I've learned this mistake the hard way too many times. I speak too much truth in the beginning, half the room freaks out, and the rest of the day we spend with everyone crying and screaming and yelling at us. I cause children to become drifters by following the examples of their parents most of whom I have already taken over and bound eternally to my cause. In some parts of the world, I gain mastery over children's minds and subdue their willpower in exactly the same way men break and subdue animals of lower intelligence. It makes no difference to me how a child's will is subdued as long as it fears something. I will enter its mind through through that fear and limit the child's power to think independently. Accurate thought is death to me. I cannot exist in the minds of people who think accurately. I do not mind people thinking as long as they think in terms of fear, discouragement, hopelessness, destructiveness, and lack. I do not mind people thinking as long as they think on my terms. However, when they begin to think in constructive terms, 
of faith, courage, hope, definiteness of purpose, which is what a fucking business plan is, and a budget. Holy shit, I could bring your kids up here and teach them a budget, and they can all teach you. Then they immediately become allies of my opposition and are therefore lost to me. Nothing can stop me except the power of accurate thought. Look, this is not a commercial for why you have to be a member of How to Manage a Small Law Firm. This is a commercial for why you must always have someone outside of your business, outside of your family, outside of your circle of friends, outside of your peer group, to help you think accurately about how you're thinking about what you are thinking about. Because the devil is relentless. And the minute you stop thinking accurately, you'll start to adopt the fears and the ideas of everyone around you. And if the only people who are checking or who are helping you check your own thoughts, if the only people who are helping you check how you're thinking about what you're thinking about are the very same people who are thinking about the same things in the same way you're thinking about them, it's, it's, just, it's just bad. Y'all get that? So, if I, have a never nickel, if I never have a nickel, I'll, I won't ever die ashamed. If this whole business goes away and every one of you spends the rest of your life investing in personal development and investing in having a coach and investing in having a board, of, a board of advisors and making sure you're surrounded by people who help you think accurately about how you're thinking about what you're thinking about. I'll be really happy about that. I'll be perfectly okay. I conclude from what you were saying that drifting and procrastination are the same. Is that true? Yes, any habit which causes one to procrastinate, to put off reaching a definite decision, leads to the habit of drifting. Is man the only creature who drifts? Yes, all other creatures move in response to definite laws of nature. Man alone defies nature's laws and drifts. Everything outside the minds of men is controlled by my opposition, by laws so definite that drifting is impossible. I control the minds of men solely because of their habit of drifting, which is only another way of saying that I control the minds of men only because they neglect or refuse to control and use their own minds. The first thing you will notice about a drifter is his total lack of a major purpose in life. The first thing you will notice about a drifter in business is he doesn't have a business plan. He doesn't have a written plan for how the business is supposed to function. 
he will be conspicuous by his lack of self-confidence. Ask someone who does not have their plans in writing, their budget in writing, their cost of goods sold figured out, their workflow processes documented, their job descriptions written out, their goals established, who does not use any kind of dashboard or metrics or key performance performance indicators, who doesn't look at their numbers. Ask those person to make a decision or a commitment for what they're going to do with their business a year, two years, three years in advance, and they can't because they're drifting. They're conspicuous by their lack of self-confidence. He will never accomplish anything requiring thought and effort. He spends all he earns and more of it too if he can get credit. A drifter will burn through credit to procrastinate and delay and postpone actually making the decisions and doing the things that must be done to build their business. They will use credit as a crutch as opposed to using credit as a tool and using credit as a ladder to build something with. They will abuse the credit. He will have little or no imagination. He will lack enthusiasm and initiative to begin anything he is not forced to undertake, and he will plainly express his weaknesses by taking the line of least resistance whenever he can do so. He will be ill-tempered and lacking in control over his emotions. His personality will be without magnetism, and and it will not attract other people. He will have opinions on everything, but accurate knowledge of nothing." He may be a jack-of-all-trades, but great at none. He will neglect to cooperate with those around him and even those on whom he must depend upon. He will make the same mistakes over and over and over again, never profiting by failure. He will be narrow-minded and intolerant on all subjects, ready to crucify those who may disagree with him. He will expect everything from others, but will be willing to give little or nothing in return. He may begin many things, but will complete nothing. He will be loud in his condemnation, but he will never tell you definitely how anything can actually be improved. He will never reach decisions on anything if he can avoid it, and if he is forced to decide, he will reverse himself at the first opportunity. You know how many members quit every year? You know we have 25% of our members who quit every year? What are they going to do? And in our exit interviews, you know what they tell us their plans are? That's what they tell us their plans are. I'm serious. That's what they tell us their plans are. They have no plan. They have no plan to continue getting themselves held accountable. They have no plan to continue to bring any objective uh, counsel, advice, guidance, or instruction on their business. They have no plan to sit down and review their marketing plan, their, strat- uh, their business plan on an annual basis. They have no plan. They're going back to drifting because drifting is easier. I want, to, I want you to understand that I understand drifting is easier. It's much easier to go through life as a drifter. You find a lot more sympathy amongst drifters. You don't have to go very far to find a bunch of drifters. And they'll all agree with you. They'll agree with all your reasons, and they'll agree with all your stories, and they'll agree with all your excuses. The first sign of a non-drifter is this. He is always engaged in doing something definite. 
through some well-organized plan which is definite. He has a major goal in life toward which he is always working and many minor goals, all of which lead toward his central scheme. If you ask him questions, he will give you direct answers and never falls back on evasions or result or re- resorts to subterfuge. He extends many favors to others, but accepts favors sparingly or not at all. He will be found up front whenever he is playing a game or fighting a war. If he does not know the answers, he will say so frankly. He has a good memory, never offers an alibi for his shortcomings. He never blames others for his mistakes, no matter if they deserve the blame. He used to be known as a go-getter, but in modern times, he is called a go-giver. You will find him running the biggest businesses in town, living on the best street, driving the best automobile, and making his presence felt wherever he happens to be. He is an inspiration to all who come in contact with his mind. The major distinguishing features of the non-drifter is this. He has a mind of his own, and he uses it for all purposes. My question to you for this live quarterly meeting is this. How long will you tolerate hell on earth for yourself? How long will you tolerate things in your environment, people in your environment, excuses in your environment, habits in your environment, that are only there because you fear the consequences of removing them. And only you know in your heart of hearts what's really motivating you to keep these people, these people, things, habits, routines in your environment. Now, I'm not talking about things that are in your environment that you don't like, but you're too lazy to get rid of. And I'm not talking about people in your environment who you don't necessarily like, but you don't really care enough to remove them. I'm talking about things, people, routines, habits that are there, and you know the only reason they are there is because you fear the consequences of removing them. And every time you see that person, and every time you see that thing, or every time you engage in that routine, or every time the thing you want to bring into your life isn't there, it triggers that fear. It triggers that fear. It triggers that fear. Because every time you trigger that fear, you're creating more space in your mind for the devil to grow and occupy your thoughts. How long will you continue to tolerate hell on earth in your life for yourself? And this is a question that I didn't fully appreciate until three and a half years ago. And this is the scary thought. Will hell on earth be your legacy to your children? Will you teach them to tolerate? So, I don't want you to pass hell on earth to your children. 
I want you to teach your children to make decisions from a place of inspiration and from a place of empowerment. I want you to empower your children to make definite plans and to be able to create a life for themselves. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Be sure to tune in next week for more lessons from the vault.